Welcome back to Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael easily answers your biblical or theological questions in 10 minutes or less. This question came in via email, and I was so excited when I read it. Here it goes. Are issues, or why are issues, like homosexuality and transgenderism, quote-unquote, hills worth dying on for believers? Can't we agree to disagree with, for example, the Episcopalians over differing interpretations of Scripture? Excellent question. Let me start by saying, you know, this is called in context for a reason. Don't grow weary of grasping your current context. Every generation, every probably decade now has a time, a situation, a context that's unlike things we have seen in our American Western 20, 30 year, 50 year history. Not long ago, sanctity of life and marriage were the critical battlegrounds for the culture and church. And so our government sanctioned the murder of the unborn, 1972, and untold numbers of Christians were on notice. And infanticide now was commonplace. And we saw the church divided over this. Men and women were made in the image of God. They're disposable, they're inconvenient, and this became a personal rights issue. And we don't overlook the way the culture changes language. So the murder of a baby becomes anesthetized to pro-choice or woman's right language. Now, understandably, you and McGoran go out and pro-abortion, I'm pro-killing a child. The same was true of what was called the Defense of Marriage Act, or DOMA, D-O-M-A. We had a president who had an opportunity and chose not to sign that, and I am very sad, and he didn't. That said, even had DOMA become a law, Obergefell and Hodges, June 26, 2015, will be infamy for me because that's when we now have a legal standing that LGBTQA, whatever you want to define, can be married and can have a equal protection under the law was the language. I raised those two before I answer Nathan's question because this has just transpired in the last couple of decades. Yeah. Now, Roe v. Wade goes back to 72, but this is 2015. This is seven years ago. Yeah. The world's changed. So now it's not just bake the cake or make the flower arrangement. The next question is, you officiate the marriage or I'm going to take you to court. So you can hear in my voice my frustration with this. The problem of the slippery slope is, uh, can't we all agree to disagree, for example, this isn't just, you know, in all things unity. This is egregious sin. This is labeling what is godless as okay. This is labeling what God is very clear about being wrong as, oh, it's no big deal. We had a guest on the podcast recently, Hannah Natasha Crane, yep. and we talked about this. This is very timely because her book addresses some of this. The moment we cave on thinking secular we're now down the road of secularism, and we're no longer coming back to God is our authority, the Scripture is our authority. So anyway. So I hear you and the importance of it, but I think the struggle is that the baseline is folks would say, well, this is differing of interpretations. So once we move from scriptural interpretation, sure, it's a cultural interpretation. The word is very clear. 
you know, they talk about the six passages that the LGBTQA world wants to vilify. Our friend Christopher Yuan is very clear about those passages in his book, Out of a Far Country, as well as other writers. But the problem is, once culture redefined a sexual relationship, rather than the church lovingly saying, we don't hate you, we're not mad at you, but the scripture says X. One man, one woman, made in the image of God, male and female, he created them. There's no other category there. Your identity as a man or woman is X or Y chromosome. By the way, stop treatments, stop hormone therapy, stop reassignment surgeries. You're a boy or a girl, whether you like it or not. Yes, there are very, very small sub-percentile of children that might be born with an issue, but even in talking to some doctors about that, that's that's such a small sample. And most of the time, there's a primary X or Y that they have to make a choice on how they promote that gene in that child. But that's like a child with a disability. You don't make a law against everything else because one child has trisomy 18. Therefore, all children have to have this. So it's a bit of a rabbit trail for me. But my point being, don't let the culture define your identity in Christ. And it's not whether you're attract, same-sex attracted or you're a celibate homosexual. The phrase hills we're dying for sounds like I'm going to follow my sword over it. The point is, I'm going to defend the scripture. And Christians are afraid to say, I'm not mad at you, I don't hate you, but that's not what scripture says. Any more than a pedophile can say, this is the way God made me, which by the way, that's going to happen. Yeah, It's going to happen in our lifetime. UK has been pushing for lowering the age on pedophilia more and more. That's going to happen in our culture. Where's the line? I I forget the justice. I always refer to this. One of the justices, when we passed Obergefell, made the comment, religious liberty is going to be the hill to die on. Because it's one thing to say, yes, same-sex couples or however you define your gender can be married. It's another when you – it's not bake the cake. It's perform the wedding. Right. And they will at some point, there'll be some group, there'll be some effort to test some church that has a historical, traditional Christian, Judeo-Christian premise, male and female, God made men and women, and that's what a marriage is, one man, one woman for life, and they're going to challenge that. And when that ends up in the court systems, we're going to see a fascinating fight in our culture about what's going to happen. Because SCOTUS, I think, will be split evenly upon those who uphold a definition of marriage pre-Obergefeld and those who uphold it post-Obergefeld. It's going to be ugly. That cheery note from Dr. Michael Easley. (laughs) If you've got a question. Be loving and kind to your friends. Yeah. But don't back down. Yeah. And I think your point is whether or not you you like the phrase hills worth dying on. These are important topics because it's really about the validity of scripture. It's whether or not you believe that scripture is God's word. He didn't stutter, he didn't make an error. This is how he intends things to be. His word is how he intends it to be. And we either honor it or we don't. Amen. All right. If you've got a question, call us, text us, email us. The info's in the show notes. Ask Dr. E is part of the Michael Easley in Context ministry. You can find more shows and biblical resources at michaelincontext.com. Ask Dr. E is produced by me, Hannah Seymour, mixed and mastered by Sonamorphic and music composed by Jason Germain. 